Hey guys, welcome to Heal, Survive, and Thrive. So excited that you're here. This week we are going to get into narcissistic parents and we're gonna talk about how they actually parent their children. We are also going to dive into the different types of personality disorders, uh, narcissistic personality disorders, because it's important that you understand that not every narcissistic parent is going to parent in the same way, just like there are different types of narcissistic personality disorders. You have the grandioso, you have the covert, you have the malignant. And so I want to go over the different types. And really, I also want to go over even co-parenting with someone who has narcissistic personality disorder. Not every person is going to be the worst person in the world to have to deal with, although most of them really are, especially in the very beginning stages. So let's get into this topic. When we think about narcissistic personality disorder, we typically think about really that overt, malignant, covert, and grandioso. So when we're talking about probably one of the worst types of parents is really that malignant narcissist where it is always about the other person, they're, uh, about the parent. They're super controlling, n- really not interested in compromising or co-parenting well together. They want to make everyone's life difficult. Um, they're really into power. I mean, they all are, but this person is really the extreme version of this. Power and control and highly, highly manipulative. So they are going to you know, lie in order to get what they want. It is really always going to be about them and they will really stop at nothing in order to get their way. So the world revolves around this person and their schedule and what they want to do and really have no interest in actually being a parent. They don't know what it really means to be a parent. They're not able to unconditionally love you know, because life is really just a game. It's all about narcissistic supply. So if you try to expose this person in any way, be prepared for the ultimate backlash. So be prepared for um, whatever emotionally abusive tactic that they like to use, whether it's the silent treatment, whether it's being passive aggressive, whether it's cutting you at your knees, whether it's just making your life really miserable and difficult for no reason at all. Um, If you're co-parenting, definitely get ready to unfortunately go back and forth in court because this person loves to create drama. So they are going to fight you over every little thing. And unfortunately, what they end up doing is they end up trying to punish you by unfortunately hurting the child. And I think if you are co-parenting with someone who is a malignant narcissist, it is very difficult to hand your child over to this person who you know is extremely neglectful, um, evil, has no ability to love, you know is not going to parent in the right way. And it's hard, really difficult to give your child over to that person knowing that you have no control over what they're walking into. And the only control that you have is when they come home and now you're doing damage control. And so 100% my heart goes out to you if you are co-parenting with this type of a personality. It is extremely difficult. I would definitely recommend learning coping skills in order to respond versus react. I would definitely work on your boundaries and I would work on learning how to self-soothe because I tell all my clients self-soothing is a huge aspect of mental health because you're going to feel fear and stress and disappointment and 
things that are uncomfortable and you have to learn how to be able to soothe yourself through those experiences before you can actually help yourself logically and do what you need to do in order to take care of yourself in a a more logical way. So now if you have a parent who is a malignant narcissist, you probably grew up in a household where you definitely walked on eggshells around this person and you're almost paranoid around them because you didn't know what to do because you didn't know how they were going to react. Um, I think most often these types of personalities are extremely cold-hearted and really what you would call the parent that you're scared around, the parent that you just didn't know at any point in time what they were going to do, what they were going to say. And so if you grew up in that household, you are going to have post-traumatic stress. That's just part of the course. Unfortunately, having been around this type of personality for so long is that now you live in a world where you fear intimacy, you fear people, you don't know what people's reactions are going to be. So you're probably going to struggle with boundaries because when you were growing up and you tried to express your thoughts and your opinions and how you felt, it was immediately shunned or you immediately got the worst possible backlash ever and almost like the extreme and it didn't even match what it was that you were expressing to the parent. So, because they didn't want to hear it, quite frankly. They didn't want you to tell them how you were thinking or how they felt because not only did they not know how to handle that, but your feelings are really an inconvenience to them. And so when you're raised in those households, you are going to have post-traumatic stress. You're going to have um, possible codependency. You're going to be a little bit of a people pleaser because you're growing up in an environment where you had to learn how to kind of shut off parts of yourself in order to coexist. So you were at the mercy of almost sometimes psychological manipulation where you were coping and just trying to deal with day-to-day life, but you were stepping on a minefield every now and then and you didn't know where a bomb was going to go off. So it's a very unsafe, unsettling place to grow up in. I think when you are co-parenting, it is exhausting to have to deal with someone who quite frankly, doesn't care and is going to threaten you and forget things. And you see how, unfortunately, the child is being neglected. And as a parent, especially that the neglect is coming from the other parent and that you have such a high expectation on who you wanted that parent to be for your child, there's a 100% a mourning and a grief to all of that that you have to go through. Um, And that's why it's so important to learn how to take care of yourself mentally and emotionally. That's why it's so important to learn how to really love yourself and be able to stand up to this person, whether you are going toe-to-toe with them in court. Because if you don't really know the animal that you're dealing with, you're just at the mercy of whatever it is that they're doing and saying, and you're going to be reactive to life. And you want to have more strength than that to be able to handle these experiences in the right way. Now, when we're dealing with that overt type of a personality, obviously we're dealing with someone who is, and a lot of these traits of the different types of narcissism, they kind of coexist within each other. You know, every not every narcissist feels entitled in the way that they express it. So every narcissist is going to be 100% selfish and entitled, but the way that they go about it and they express it and they showcase their entitlement um, 
to the world and to other people is going to look a little different. But of course, we understand that the overt 100% has no empathy, none of them do, always needs attention and narcissistic supply, is extremely insecure and self-absorbed. And you could really see it by the way that they kind of exude themselves, the way they carry themselves out in public. So this type of a person, if you are parenting with them, is going to really care about the child's appearance. They're going to care about how the town or their friends view their child. So they're going to almost look at the child as an extension of themselves, which most narcissists do, in the sense that they're going to dress them up. They're, it, it's going to be the perfect little family pictures. It's going to be... Um, how much they brag about all of the child's accomplishments, especially, and they'll only do this if they value the accomplishments. If they value what the child is bringing to the table, then it is something that they will 100% showcase, boast about, um, because they need that narcissistic supply and they value what the child is good at or what the child is bringing to the table, which is why they're most likely even looking at this child as their golden child. Um, I always say in families, there's always going to be a golden child and a scapegoat. And so you want to learn who are you in the family and how did your narcissistic parent really respond to achievements or to things that you wanted to do that maybe they didn't necessarily agree with. And and again, understanding that animal that you were dealing with. I think when you are a child, you don't know this information, but when you become an adult and you're still carrying these wounds around with you, you can take a step back and start to understand, okay, I get it. Dad was an overt narcissist and dad really valued this, this, and this. Or mom was a malignant narcissist and she was so abusive and so hurtful and we always had to walk on eggshells. And you can start to understand what happened, but you can also start to reprogram your mind from the abuse that lives in there that creates the post-traumatic stress, the anxiety, the insecurity, your I'm not enough story. Now, just like with co-parenting with a malignant narcissist, the overt, I mean, same thing. They're going to need validation. They're going to be extremely insecure and selfish. So if you're co-parenting with someone who's an overt, it is extremely icky feeling to watch them parade your child around like it's a new found trophy that they have. You can see where there's no real connection between the parent, the narcissist, and the child. And really all they're looking for is that validation. All they're really getting is that um, entitlement, that attention from the child um, in order to boast and make themselves feel better about whatever the child is possibly bringing to the table. And the unfortunate part is when the child is not the golden child and you have to co-parent and see how the narcissist treats each child very, very differently, that is extremely difficult and painful to go through because you're sitting here loving all your children unconditionally, loving them all the same, understanding they all have strengths and abilities that make them different from one another. And this narcissist is really just putting the spotlight on one or two children that are able to really boast that ego and make that ego feel good about itself, hence the insecurity. And the other children just basically take a back seat. As the parent watching this happen, it's painful. It's painful because you're also seeing the damage that's being done to the children who are not getting 
the love, the tension, the spotlight that they deserve. Um, and you're also seeing the damage that it's cost, costing or causing the child who is getting the spotlight and how you have to parent and balance all of that is really difficult, especially when you're dealing with children who are fairly young and or even possibly teenagers and haven't really grasped the concept that their parent is actually narcissistic. When you can't have those types of conversations yet with your children and you just have to be there and correct problems, but not say too much that it will end up causing or backfiring on you, that's a that's definitely a really tight rope that you have to walk for many years until you get to the point where your children are adults and you can start explaining to them what actually is the case uh, versus, unfortunately, what they saw all those years. Now, when we're talking about that um, real grandioso uh, narcissist, and I kind of put the grandioso and the overt narcissist in fairly the same category, just to make it really simple for everyone to understand. But same thing, they're going to care about what other people think about them. They're not going to be interested in real deep connection with their chi- with their children. Everything is really going to be a show. So I always say, you know, the minute the parent shows up, the the show is about to start. Here come their parents and their extended family and everyone's just surrounding your child if you're co-parenting when it suits them. So if it's homecoming, they show up. If it's a, you know, the last game of the season, the final game, they show up. But are they there through the thick and thin? Are they calling you to ask you how the child is doing when they're sick? Do they even know what's going on with the child? No. They're just basically um, public show to display to the world like they are involved. They want just enough information to be dangerous, just enough information to know what's going on with the child, but they're not willing to do any of the inconveniences that it takes to actually be a good parent. So they're not interested in um, working well together because They don't want to co-parent where the weight of parenting is put on both of you equally. It is you do all the work, you work for me, that that sense of entitlement that you're the parent that has, you are responsible for these children and you are the one that should be doing everything for them. Whereas this parent, the grandioso, the overt, is basically just the parent that's going to, I always say the fun uncle or the fun aunt. I'm just here to pick you up on on Sunday. I'm going to take you out for a few hours. I'm going to plan the big trips. We're going to go to Hawaii. I'm going to maybe shower you with gifts um, and try to buy your love. And then, but when you really need me and you need to talk to me about important things, how you're feeling or things that you're struggling with, I, I don't know how to do that for you. So essentially this person person is just the fun aunt or uncle in the child's life. And the child learns very quickly what they can and cannot get from this parent. So just like with the overt, the grandioso is going to always want the child to be in a direction of life that suits them, meaning they have to be doing something that the parent actually values rather than letting the child create its own destiny and what the child should actually be doing based on who that child is. So if you are raised by a grandioso narcissist, then you understand that like you didn't have time to discover who you wanted to be. You always felt like you needed to be something in order to receive love, which you very well 
needed to be. You needed to go down a certain path in order to get that acceptance and that validation and that love from that parent. So everything was always very surface level with this parent. You were never going to be able to have one of those like really deep conversations where you could talk about your thoughts and feelings to this person and they would give you empathy and they would hold you and validate you and soothe you. None of that actually ever happened. It was more about um, their love always came with a price tag. It always came with an end point, meaning this is all I can give you. I can give you a fun time. I can give you a trip to Florida. I can give you, um, you know, taking a picture with a celebrity, you know, person that you adore and that's all. I can't be there really deeply and emotionally for you because I'm not equipped to do it. And quite frankly, I don't want to do it because that's not what I value. Now, if you're co-parenting with this type of personality, just like all the others, it's difficult. It's difficult to accept the fact that this person is just going to pick up your child and flaunt them around and possibly have a new source of supply and pretend like they're the perfect little family and you're here doing all of the work by yourself. You're doing all the emotional work. You're doing all the heavy lifting. And this parent just comes and picks them up and takes them to Hawaii or does whatever that they do in order to show love essentially to the child, which really isn't love. But um, it's difficult. It's difficult to watch. It's difficult to be in the midst of that. And it's difficult to co-parent because again, this person feels entitled that you should be doing all of the heavy lifting and they're here just to basically be the show and to pretend like they actually did all the work when it was really you that did it all. Now, if you're dealing with someone who's a covert, obviously we know through many blogs and podcasts and videos that the covert narcissist is more of that victim style. So what was me? Everything goes wrong with me. Um that your parent, your mom or dad left me and then I was never able to move on. So they really just can't get out of their own way. And they really believe that they deserve more, they deserve better, but they like to kind of sit in this place of victimhood. And so when you're dealing with co-parenting, it's really difficult because if you left the narcissist, they're going to always blame you, which then means they're going to make your life extremely difficult in order to actually coexist. They might hoover you time and time again in order to kind of win you back. Narcissists have an ability to not know how to regulate their emotions, clearly. So they can get extremely angry when they don't get what they want. Now, if you're dealing with someone who's a covert narcissist, then you and someone who's really in a victim state, if they stay in that state for too long and they really feel like they were wronged, they're going to make your life extremely difficult. And this is where the abuse really comes into play. And this is where the relentlessness and them wanting to get you back, whether it was hoovering or just get you back for hurting them, is going to start to happen. And I always tell people with narcissistic personality disorders, the different types, they kind of like one can morph into the other. So meaning all of a sudden you could be dealing with someone who you think is very much a covert narcissist, very much in a victim state, and then all of a sudden they become a malignant and they're so abusive 
or deal with someone who's very grandioso, very overt, and all of a sudden now they're in like a victim state again. So they kind of like jump around from these different types of narcissistic traits or personality disorders. But when you're co-parenting with someone who's a covert, because this victimhood that they like to live in, it's difficult to get them to take any responsibility for what it is that they need to do. Now, the other personality disorders, when we talked about co-parenting and them not wanting to take responsibility, it was done in a very neglectful way. Whereas someone who is a covert, you really have to hold their hand. Like they forget to put winter gloves and a hat on your child. They forgot to change the baby's diaper and the baby has been sitting in, you know, poop or something like that for a while now. So it's neglect on those levels where they need help and rescuing and you need to show me what to do. Oh, I have to call the doctor. Well, can you do that? Because I don't know how to do it. It's very victim, victim, help me um, state of being. They're extremely codependent and all narcissists are codependent, but the covert really looks like your typical it codependent person that does not have narcissistic personality disorder. So you're dealing with someone who I need help. I need help all the time. I need you to do this for me. And of course, when they don't get it, here comes the backlash. So now if you were raised by someone who is a covert narcissist, then chances are you're going to have experienced things like you feeling like it's your job to take care of this parent that they always confided in you whenever something went wrong in their life. And so you just have always taken upon yourself to like jump in and try to save the day because that's the environments that you were raised in. You were raised in environments where the adults around you were struggling, they told you about it, and you just took on that responsibility. So you are most likely going to be codependent yourself because you're going to be, you were raised to be super hyper-focused on other people and not really focused on yourself. So I hope that this has helped you understand the different types of narcissistic personality disorders, how they parent their children, and how really you're going to struggle when you are trying to co-parent with this type of personality. If you are interested in working with me, I always link everything down below in terms of private coaching, and I will see you next week.